YouTubers, thrill seekers, small gerbils, and people named Bob. It's me, the host with the most, Mr. Palumbo, and welcome to the Professor Liberty Podcast. Host with the most. I can't lie, I kind of took that from Ghost with the Most from the 1988 horror comedy Beetlejuice starring Michael Keaton. You know, the real Batman. Actually, Batman would come out a year later in 1989, and both films were directed by Tim Burton, who has a very strange style, but I kind of like a a few of his movies. Anyways, just a little movie history there for you guys. Remember, those of us who grew up in the 80s and 90s, we didn't have the internet, so we watched a lot of TV, and coincidentally, we memorized entire movies. I could probably quote Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters, not that feminine version, whatever, whatever that monstrosity was, the classic. I could probably quote that word for word. I don't know if I should be proud of that. Eh, I think I should. I should, therefore, I am. Okay, enough with the rambling. Good day, fellow patriots. I hope you are doing well today. And I hope you are finding something positive in life, regardless of the world seemingly crumbling all around us. Don't forget, if you'd like a free Professor Liberty sticker, all you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts and give me a five-star review and a written review, and then email me and let me know uh, your name and all that good stuff so I can verify, and then I will send you free of charge a Professor Liberty sticker. The email to the show is ProfessorLiberty1776 at gmail.com. All right, so today, just as I admitted of watching too much TV as a kid, I want to talk about this idea of, well, this idea of ideas, this idea of how culture and messages uh, really affect us and really uh, shape our worldview. Uh, You know, I want to talk about how popular culture, I believe, is poisoning the minds of our youth and the nation as a whole. And maybe it's not popular culture altogether. I don't know really what it is. It seems like it's coming from all different sides. But we can clearly see something is going on. There's a clear lack of critical thought. There's a clear lack of personal responsibility. There's a lack of patriotism. There's a lack of genuine, just common decency. There's a lack of respect. There's a lack of respect for our elders, our leaders. And definitely there's a lack of respect for ourselves. I mean, do you see how people talk nowadays, how they present themselves nowadays, how they dress nowadays? Something is going on. And I believe it's what we are consuming, be it either the movies the songs, the video games, the TV shows, it's all programming us. You know, there's an old Elvis Presley song called Suspicious Minds. And basically the song is about a married couple that is strained by suspicion. The husband of the song is saying that, you know, we can't survive, our relationship can't survive if you're always suspicious. And I'm sure Elvis personally felt something with this song, being married to Priscilla and yet being the king of rock and roll 
and having women everywhere wanting to be with him. But anyways, the song starts like this. We're caught in a trap, which I find very interesting, and I'm going to explain that in a minute. But anyway, the song also says, We can't go on together with suspicious minds, and we can't build our dreams on suspicious minds. Well, it's the same thing if we replace suspicious with poisonous. We can't go on together with poisonous minds or poisoned minds. And we can't build our dreams with poisoned minds. You know, we as a country can't go on together if our minds are poisoned. We can't build our dreams as a country, or you can't build your own dreams as an individual if you have a poisoned mind. And I don't care what the mockers are going to say. What you consume will influence you. Let me ask you a question. What show on television today are shows that the whole family can watch? There's no language. There's no alternative lifestyle agendas. There's no half-naked babes. There's no drinking and puking and, and sleeping with whoever and then getting up and doing the same thing over again. Please, if you know a show with a positive message, please email me. Seriously. You know, we watch very little television. And more and more, we watch very little movies that come out. My wife and I, we actually watch, you know, we have DVDs. What are those? We watch shows from like early 2000s and later. And the most earliest will go is maybe 2010. Why? Because those are decent shows. They're kind of funny. Without being freaking weird or gross or over the top or pushing the envelope. Boys and girls, the envelope has been pushed. At this point, if your eyes are open, there is no more envelope. And you don't have to push an envelope to have a good show. Heck, we still watch I Love Lucy. When was I Love Lucy on? The 1950s? 70 years ago? That you can still watch I Love Lucy and have a laugh, a deep belly laugh watching I Love Lucy. So you don't have to be disgusting. But yet, there seems to be this push that you have to be more and more outrageous. Why? And most people are just mindless consumers. Most people are just not conscientious enough to really understand what they're doing and why they're doing it and how it affects them. Now, every generation complains about the next generation, right? The old guy, you know, geezers are, are complaining about the younger people corrupting the way things are. Back in the good old days, right? So you got to remember, rock and roll was going to be the downfall of the country. Before rock and roll, it was jazz. Before the internet was rotting our brains, it was television. Before television, it was the radio. So some of this is just a normal cycle of things, but some of this isn't. I mean, some we have some real social decay going on. Suicides are up. Depression is up. Marriage is down. Having kids are down. Gender dysphoria is up. All of a sudden, by the way, for the past 100 years, gender dysphoria, which is a real thing, has been consistently at or under 1%. Single-digit percentages here. Go look it up. And now, all of a sudden, it's skyrocketing. Now, why do you think that is? 
It's because the new messaging is being pumped into your kids and my kids and our kids at school, on the radio, in the movies, on television, on the internet. I mean, 10 years ago, we weren't even talking about any of this. And now you can't go a day without hearing about it. What do you think that does to young people's minds? What do you think that does to anyone's mind of any age? It's poison. I was just talking with a friend who said his friend in Seattle, his son came home. He's like in third grade or second grade. It was a small assignment, two paragraph, write a two paragraph essay. And the, what was the theme? What was the topic of the essay? Was it on George Washington? Was it uh, my favorite sport? No. You want to know what the title was? How do I know I'm really a boy? Write two paragraphs on how you know you're really a boy. Content matters, ladies and gentlemen. Content matters. You know, I think some of the stuff my son watches on YouTube, and we monitor it. We monitor what he's watching. And as soon as I think it's something complete, I mean, I shut it down. We are quick to shut stuff down. But some of the stuff is, seems like mindless, random stuff. That he's watching. And I think to myself, well, was He-Man, you know, when I watched He-Man at his age, was it kind of mindless like this? But don't forget, folks, cartoons used to have morals. What's a moral? That's a good question. Don't ask anyone under 20. They might not have ever heard of the word. What you consume will influence who you are and what you think. If you consume poisonous ideas, you will be a poisoned person with poisoned thoughts. Look at this critical race theory being taught in college, and now it's trying to be trickled down into schools. Critical race theory comes from critical theory, which comes from Marxism. And we have to remember that all of the crap Marx said would happen never did. But he's supposed to be the most influential economist of our age. And everything he said was wrong, never happened. He never had a job, but somehow we're supposed to listen to this guy. Anyway, Marxism is all this idea of conflict, right? And it's conflict based on classes. And the working class was being exploited by the rich. And one day they will rise up and they will make this classless society. And there will be no possessions. Imagine there's no possessions, Where's John Lennon when you need him? Never mind. Well, critical race theory just repackages this old, bitter Marxism and replaces it with race. So instead of the classes uh, fighting each other, it's the races fighting each other. So critical race theory just says all black people are oppressed and all white people are the oppressors. And of course, all white people are racist. Now, I'm not sure how this mix, how this works if you're a mixed family, like if you're a white guy married to a black woman. I don't know how that's supposed to work. But all white people are racist and all black people are oppressed. So let's look at this idea uh, from different perspectives and let's see how this could possibly be poisonous. Imagine you're a young black person and like everyone else, you experience that life is tough. It's not fair. You've tried some things and you've failed. You lose. You're mistreated. You're disrespected. Now, you might chalk it all up to, you know, life sucking, life being unfair. Or you might, after listening to years and years of critical race theory 
and divisive politicians and school lessons and propaganda shows and hip-hop music. All of this is happening because you're black. Now imagine the rage this person would have if this is how he decides to see his life. Imagine the bitterness. Every failure is not because you failed. It's because you're black. Every, every white person with a nice car reminds you that you don't have a nice car because you're black. Now, none of this is true. This is the worldview that has been constructed because of the poisonous ideas you have been listening to. And what about white people? Well, the white guy's being told he's a racist. And even if he claims not to be a racist, it doesn't matter because all white people are racist, whether they know it or not. Well, what if he has black friends? Doesn't matter. He's just faking. That's his token black friend. Well, what if he has a black wife? Eh, he's still racist. He's just covering up for it. How do you know how this guy feels? He's being judged by the color of his skin, by the way, which means we're going in reverse as far as the civil rights movement goes. And how is this critical race theory playing out with white people? Well, some young white people, there's, there's photos out there, there's videos out there. Some young white people are renouncing their race and they're bowing down and begging forgiveness. And some are putting themselves in chains and subjugating themselves before black people in this weird ceremony to repent of their skin tone. How bizarre is this? Poison. And on top of all that, the youth are being told that their existence they're buying, they're selling, they're eating, they're breathing, is causing the earth to die. So what are the possible effects of this idea being pumped into kids? Well, it's funny you ask. Many young adults are foregoing having kids. Now, they're proudly saying it's for the planet when they're in their 20s. But you know, you might be happy with this decision now, but things change. You know, your feelings about that cool eagle tattoo that you got on your chest when you're 18, you might feel completely different about when you're 40. And in fact, many women uh, and many men are looking back on their lives in their 40s and, and they say, well, I gave up a family for a career and they had their career and some of them did very well, but now they're lonely. They're not married. They have no spouse. They have no children and they're bitter. And there's so much bitterness going on. You know, a lot of this political division, a lot of this hatred is, is just this underlying bitterness from accepting all of these narratives and all of these ideas that are poisoning us. And it's like the Elvis song. We can't go on together with poisoned minds. And here's the really scary thing, folks. How do you get out of this? How do you get out of years of being told something, years of being something's been pushed on you and pushed on you and pushed on you? I believe it's truly a miracle if one day somebody turns around and says, you know, all that stuff was false and my eyes were opened because it doesn't happen, folks. It doesn't happen. People don't admit they're wrong. People don't, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't want to be wrong. So we just stay down the path. And maybe our life sucks. Maybe our lives are really terrible. So we need to have a boogeyman. We need to have a reason to point to the life sucking. It can't be us. It can't be our decisions, right? It has to be somebody else's decisions. So what are some things you're consuming? 
You know, if if you know if you're depressed today, if you're if you are having suicidal thoughts, if you're down in the dumps, what are you consuming? This can go even for, you know, conservatives watching Fox News. This could go for liberals watching MSNBC. Their whole point is to keep you mad and to keep you afraid and to keep you because they want you to tune in tomorrow, right? COVID. And now the, the Delta variant. And now cases are up. And cases are up. And case are deaths up? No, but cases are up. Case, you got to get a shot. You got to get two shots. You got to get the super shot. You got to make sure you tune in tomorrow for the other thing that is going to kill you. Here's, my, here's what I want to end with, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. If there's something in your life that you feel is something wrong, there's something wrong, what are you consuming? What is the music you're consuming? What is the message with that music? I mean, are you listening to Cardi B with that disgusting song? Why are you listening to that? And, and take me up on this challenge. Take me up on this challenge. Find the things that are negative in your life and stop listening to them. Stop watching them. Stop reading them. And I guarantee you, if you can stay away from that stuff, you will feel better. There's a lot of poison out there, boys and girls. Not all ideas are the same. There's good ideas, and then there's bad, harmful ideas. And we need to know the difference between the two. And we used to know the difference between the two. And we used to call it out as a society. But we live in a brave new world where you can do whatever you want to do. Do whatever makes you feel good. Well, how's that working out for everybody? Here at Professor Liberty, we seek to educate, inspire, and restore. If you like this podcast, please give me a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to email the show, send me your history, government, and economics questions to ProfessorLiberty1776 at gmail.com. Until next time, go throughout the land and proclaim liberty. Liberty.